Welcome to the Pageantry Podcast. And today's very special Pageantry Podcast guest is your reigning Miss USA 2015, Olivia Jordan. Olivia, thank you for calling in today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. Well, thank you so much. Normally, we would do this uh, following your crowning, but uh, as you know, with the late date of the pageant in Baton Rouge, we couldn't connect in time. So as I say, better late than never. And just in, in case you did not know, last week, your cover edition of Pageantry Magazine sold out. What? You can only get it in the digital version now. It is completely sold out. Amazing. You guys are awesome. Congratulations to you and to the whole Miss, Uni- Miss Universe organization. But if you're ready, I know your time was very tight today. Let's do it. All right. So let's just head back to Baton Rouge for a little bit. What memory still stands out the most? I mean, there's nothing that tops <laughs> that final night. I had so much fun on stage. I really, I was very focused on being in the moment, and that's something that I've just been working on in my life, and in that moment, I've never felt more alive, and before I even won, as the night was going on, I just felt so confident and so comfortable, and I knew that ultimately, you're going to do the best that you can, and then it's out of your control, and so I just wanted to have the best night of my life, and I literally did even before I won. I was standing on that stage looking out when I was in the top five and thought, I couldn't have done any better. This is amazing and what an honor and how unbelievable. And then it worked out even better that I won, but it was just the time of my life. You know, and what a beautiful presentation, show, stage, all of you delegates. It It was really a phenomenal night. I was very impressed with how everything came together. I mean, as you all remember, it was kind of a hectic time and we didn't know what was going to happen and how it was all going to work out. And I think that it just came together so beautifully. And the show on the Reels channel really focused on the girls. And it was really special that everyone kind of got a moment to shine. Mm -hmm. And you said hectic, but my next question, nice segue, Olivia. Thank you. Let's (laughs) talk to us about the sisterhood of Miss USA during that tumultuous week. Well, I think that all in all, it made it better that there was kind of craziness going on behind the scenes because the girls, we couldn't even focus on what was going to happen with the show, who our hosts were going to be, who our judges were going to be, who the talent was going to be. We had no idea, and everything was always changing, and nothing was ever official. And so we just had a good time. Like, we really bonded together. All the chaperones and so much of the staff said that we were the most connected year, and we all felt that. We had such a good time together, and... I made friends for life, and that was a really special thing to be part of. And that is truly amazing. And it was wonderful going out there to support all of y'all. A lot of people know that. You know, we had started the teenage pageant systems uh, back in 1962, right down the block from the host venue in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So it was kind of a homecoming for us two years as well. Looking forward, how's the transition to the new ownership of IMG been personally for you? Have you had much contact with them? Well, it's been incredible. You know, it's it's changing everything we do and how we do it, and that's a great thing. I think it's nice to have a shakeup within the organization. We've been through several owners over the over 60 years that Miss Universe organization has existed, so I think this is very exciting. Everyone has had great experiences with WME, IMG. I was lucky enough 
just last week to go to Los Angeles and meet with some members of the WME team and talk about how our relationships progress moving forward. I'm an actress and model and entertainer, and I want to be very involved in the entertainment world after my year's over and during this year. And so it was great to be able to go meet them and have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And, and with the new ownership of the Miss Universal organization, might there be a change of address from the New York apartment? You know, we actually, <laughs> uh, they purchased our lease agreement for the year. So I haven't heard anything of a move happening mm-hmm. at this point. Who knows what could ultimately happen with the company. But right now we are very happy in our New York apartment and we're very close by to the MUO office and they picked up that lease as well. So it looks like we're we're in here for a while. And of course we ran into each other at the offices last July when I was in New York. We did, absolutely. Yeah. And now, and, it's a great office. And now I think you're on your way to your very first photo shoot at that time. Yes, yes I was. <laughs> and it came out beautifully, I've seen it. Oh, thank you. you know, you're very active in community service. How did you become involved with Children of the Night? You know, I worked in the Women's Resource Center when I was a student at Boston University. I volunteered there, and I just learned so much about women's issues on campus. As you know, as most people know, there are very high rates of sexual assault against women, and I was proud to be part of an organization that was raising awareness about that and working to stop that. And while I was there, I was very disturbed at what we would learn about the causes that are going on globally and the causes, the greater causes that were going on off campus in our city. And one of those things I learned about was child prostitution. Mm-hmm. And I just had no idea the prevalence in America that that was happening. And so I got involved. And when I moved to Los Angeles after I graduated from Boston University, I got very connected with Children of the Night. I actually started teaching the kids improv games there and just like helping them be kids again. So I actually got to like put a face to a cause that I had worked with. And now I just rally behind it and try to get people talking about it and talk about this horrible issue and talk about finding the solution. I think that there are solutions out there if we can rally behind it. I agree. And congratulations. Um, With your voice, hopefully we can bring and shed a brighter light on some of the trades. A lot of people don't realize that it's, you know, internal within the United States. Everybody thinks it's, yeah. a, it's a global foreign type of problem, but, you know, yes. these challenges do exist here within our own borders. Yes, absolutely. And, of course, outside of your own personal causes and charities, you support the misorganization causes as well. Yes. I So, as another personal cause, I work with the Alzheimer's Association, mm-hmm. and I was very pleased to work with them in Oklahoma. We raised $2 million this spring in Oklahoma alone. And that was an incredible accomplishment. And so that was just with my state platform. So now on a national level, I feel like I can bring even more light. And I'm also working with ovarian cancer and breast cancer awareness through the Miss Universe organization. And I love working with those causes. You know, these are primarily female-driven causes, and it's incredibly important to work with them and advocate for them. Exactly. You seem very comfortable on the red carpet. What's been your (laughs) red carpet highlight thus far? You know, I got to meet Meryl Streep, and I don't think there's anything <laughs> that's going to top that. I got to go to a premiere that she was in, Ricky and the Flash, and I love going to premieres because I'm an actress, and of course, that's where I hope to be someday, is doing those Meryl Streep roles and making people laugh and making people cry and, you know, giving people an escape that film gives, and I think it's such a beautiful thing. I love watching that art, 
but I was lucky enough to meet Meryl on the carpet. She was so phenomenal. She, at that premiere, had invited a Make-A-Wish child to the movie and her entire family. And so I got to meet them and Meryl Streep, and she was just as kind and loving and incredibly strong in person as she is on screen. And so it was a pleasure to meet her. And, of course, since she's your number one, I will take the number two spot, yes? Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll take number two. I, I can live with that underneath uh, Meryl Streep. Um, in another segue, Olivia, you're so wonderful. You're just helping me out here today. You're also recognized as a model and an actress. You actually have credits to your name. I do. How long have you been modeling and how long have you been an actress? As a model, I started modeling pretty young, but I was in Oklahoma, and so it's a little different field. <laughs> Uh, modeling at a young age in Oklahoma as opposed to the girls that, you know, go to the big cities of New York and Paris and Milan. But I started modeling at 14, so I've been doing it for a very long time, and I always thought that it was fun and a great way to make money, and I've been very grateful over the past four years since graduating college that I've been able to make a living on camera. It's incredible. And then I also get to act, which I love and very passionate about that's what I hope to do full time after this year is over. And I have been acting for four years and I've learned so much and it's an amazing progression how an acting career progresses because you, you get these little small things and they grow and grow and grow as you get better and as you get more confident and stronger in your acting abilities. And so it's really fun having an acting career and watching it grow and opening new doors has been incredible. I love that you say, since 14 has been a very long time. Olivia, you don't know how far it can be from 14 years old for some <laughs> of us. A very long time. <laughs> very long time. I mean, a very long time in the modeling world, I guess I should say. <laughs> I've been in a long time. I know, yes, th those are very short careers sometimes. Um, you are a fanatic of the show Friends. Did you have a favorite episode? I cannot pick just one. I'm so obsessed with the show. So I literally, I watched it growing up, but I still watch it. It's on Netflix now. It still plays all the time on like <laughs> TBS and Nick at Night. It's like always on in the background of my life. I'm surprised that you don't hear it right now. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not playing it during our interview. But I makes me feel comfortable. It makes me laugh. And so I watch it most nights before I go to bed. Sometimes when I get up in the morning and I'm doing my makeup, I don't know what it is about that show, but I'm obsessed. So you have an unlimited data plan so you can stream it wherever you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you and my son, they love that data plan. Uh, uh, I know I've uh, spoken to your, your state directors a little bit ago, and I know that uh, you recently had your homecoming. Tell us about that. Yes. It was so nice to go home to Oklahoma. It was the most unbelievable week, and it, it was very fun because it was three months after I won, and I finally got to go home and see all these people that I haven't been able to hug yet and haven't been able to celebrate with yet. And I actually got to celebrate my birthday when I was home. So that was very fun too, to be with my family and friends on my birthday. But it was great. I got to go back to my old elementary school, middle school, high school. I went to a football game for my high school and then one for Oklahoma University, University of Oklahoma against Tulsa University. And so that was incredible and awesome and then I got to work with several causes while I was there and bring some awareness again to the Alzheimer's mm -hmm. Association that I talked about but also work with infant crisis services in Oklahoma City and go see kids in the hospitals and I just had the best week. Of course it's still early in your year as Miss USA 
we had a little bit of time to allow you to get out there on the road, do a few things, but you still have a lovely road in front of you. What, yeah. do, what do you hope to accomplish as Miss USA? You know, there's so much that I want to accomplish, and I've already talked a lot about causes, so you know that that's a huge thing on my heart, that I really hope to make a difference in these causes and bring them to a huge light that people will know more because of what I do talking about them, that people will be talking about Alzheimer's disease, that people will be talking about breast and ovarian cancer, that everyone will know that child prostitution is going on in the United States. And then also, on a totally other note, I hope to take my career to the next level. So I've been acting and modeling for several years now, and I'm ready to take it to the next level. I want to be the lead in films. I want to be on a friend's show as, you know, the Jennifer Aniston role. I would love to have those opportunities come out of this, and I think that that's a definite possibility, and I look forward to being able to pursue the entertainment field wholeheartedly once I complete this. And that's a perfect tie-in with the new ownership. Yeah, it's beautiful. Imagine that. Everything happens for a reason, so um, I'm very grateful how this is all coming together. Is there one place you hope to visit as Miss USA? You know, I am really hoping to go to Hawaii, and I don't think that that's high on the list of of where they normally go, but I love Hawaii. It's one of my favorite places. It is one of our most beautiful states, and I would love to have some reason to go there, so I'm going to brainstorm on how to get there. Well, you know, one year we did go to Hawaii for Miss Universe. I know, but it's been a minute since that happened. Speaking of Miss Universe, yeah. Any, any ideas where you may be representing Miss USA? You know, there is nothing official yet. I'm very excited to get the word. I'm like on the edge of my seat. I don't know when it's happening. I'm trying to prepare myself that it could be happening in the next couple of months, um, but it's crazy to not have that info yet so hopefully we'll hear the news soon so i can have like a real date in mind we're all sitting on pins and needles on the rhinestones (laughs) we're all awaiting that next announcement i'm right there with you i can't wait any parting thoughts anything you'd like to address that maybe i didn't bring up oh yes I i would just like to give um I just would like to share the message that there is no reason not to follow your dreams. And that I use a lot of double negatives there. So just go follow your dreams and don't let anyone hold you back. And don't let words of negativity keep you down because as an actress, as a model, and even in pageantry, I can't even tell you how many people said you can't do it. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You don't have the right body. I mean, there's a million things that people have said in person to me on social media, people can be very negative. And so you have to be your biggest advocate. You have to surround yourself with positive people. You have to believe in yourself. And so I just hope that all the girls pursuing pageants and everyone out there that's following your dreams, don't let anything get in your way. Just keep going after it. If I hadn't have had so many failures before this, I wouldn't be living the success that I am now. I wouldn't have made my dream come true of Miss USA. So just keep after it and go make your dreams come true. And, of course, looking at young ladies like yourself in the whole industry, confident. Yes. You speak well in public. You know, it's these are the people that would say, look at these young ladies. Look what they've done. Look what they've learned for that industry. It's been our you know, pleasure since 1962 to be involved with it. And any negativity, you only have to do one thing. Point to the crowd. Exactly. Exactly. Just keep that confidence. Know who you are. Know that you're valuable. 
and just be confidently beautiful. That's why it, it's such a good slogan because it is the most true thing. It doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. It doesn't matter if you're no makeup day or if you're full on pageant stage ready. Just be confidently beautiful. Trust that you are a valuable person and it doesn't matter what's on the outside. You're going to shine bright from within. Perfect. And lots of times this will change throughout the year. Is there anybody that you would like to recognize that has (laughs) gone on this journey so far with you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, There's too many people. I actually, like, I couldn't even pinpoint one person because it truly takes a village. I am so grateful for the many people that helped me get here, the coaches, the friends, the family, um, the people that have just been fans and supporters along my journey for as much negativity as out there in the world there's 10 times more positive and I'm so grateful that I have had such an uplifting positive group around me that people have been there for me and trusted me and believed in me for years and I'm so grateful for that and that's a great team behind you and of course there's never any negativity on social media so we'll we'll leave that out (laughs) um Again, I, I really appreciate you calling in. Olivia, congratulations on your cover already selling out. We're into production of our final edition of the year. I know you're going to have a great year ahead of you. You've got a great team behind you. Congratulations on the new ownership with your sister, Queens. We hope to catch up with you and see great things from you on the road, and I know that we will. So thank you for calling in today. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. And today's very special pageantry podcast guest has been Miss USA 2015, Olivia Jordan. Olivia, we'll see you soon. Can't wait.